It's Friday night, which means it's time for another episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Casey. And I'm Ashley. Last time we had Flashback Friday, where we discussed episodes from Rugrats, Chalk Zone, and Danny Phantom, all featuring flashbacks. We also put out our weekly Twitter poll asking, who would you rather have as a father, Stu or Drew Pickles? And in our most overwhelming Twitter poll result ever, correct me if I'm wrong, Ashley, but I'm pretty sure it is, Stu won with 96% of the vote. Uh, so yeah, that was that's crazy. crazy. I mean, it, it makes sense to me enough. Like, I, I would probably rather have Stu as a father, but honestly, I expected Drew to have a decent number of people just because he has money, right? And, like, there's, there's some greedy people out here, right? <laughs> right? More, more than 4%, you'd think. I guess not. I guess we have very altruistic, benevolent listeners who are, you know, they're in it for, for the, uh, I don't know, but can you even say that Stu is, like, that much, like, of, like, a moral compass and, like, good father? Like, he's fine, but, I mean, I, I, I think he cares a lot more, right, about yeah. his kids than... I mean, Drew loves than... Angelica, it's just in his own sort of dysfunctional pushover way. I guess, do you think, do you think you'd end up being a more well-rounded adult with Drew as a father or with Stu as a father, you know? Stu for certain, yeah. Though also, the wives have to be a lot fair, to I think, I was gonna say, I think, I think the pair of the parents right. has a bit more of the play in there. Dee Dee that is being hands said, down a better mother than Charlotte. Oh, <laughs> she, she is better and I think there's actually pretty much almost zero ways in which that's not true. <laughs> exactly. I'm not even going to ask the poll question because one, I would be scared if I'm wrong. And two, I trust you guys enough. Anyway, preschool days. So I'm going to break our new year's <laughs> resolution and bring it up oh, one more time. God. <laughs> Casey, I had just forgotten. <laughs> Finally. Finally, literally yesterday, I was like, you know what I don't remember is the time, no, you know what? <laughs> That's what I'm here for, Ashley. As soon as you think bad things are out of your life, I bring them right back. Like you in general, am yeah. I right? <laughs> Yikes. All right. Yikes. <laughs> too far, too far. All right, kids. This week, we're going to be discussing Ren and Stimpy. We haven't talked about the show in a long time, so we figured it's about time to give it its own special, sort of looking at some of the... Uh, the best episodes of the show itself. It's definitely a weird one. It's a, it's a weird show. I think unarguably the most bizarre of the original three, maybe pretty much probably the most weird Nicktoon that's ever been made. It's out there. It breaks a lot of traditional cartoon rules and it's, yeah, it's something. Well, see, actually, this is where one of our many moments of contention where I'm going to have to disagree with you. I think Ren and Stimpy is actually... Uh, extremely tropey and predictable, and that's my problem with the show. So, uh, you know, I don't really do this stupid joke much on <laughs> FNN. It's pretty much just on Where in Between, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know what? It might be, but... Uh, Bringing it there over. There you go. Casey, Casey pretending he has differing opinions, even though we all know we're the same person. <laughs> Have you ever seen us in the same room? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, yes, but, but I mean... The podcasts so. are converging. It's fine. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Now let's get started.
Our first episode is entitled Stimpy's Cartoon Show. It's from Season 3, Episode 4, and originally aired on January 8th, 1994. And in this one, Stimpy wants to create a cartoon show. And Ren decides to help, but he's convinced that he can't do anything that is actually helpful. So Stimpy allows him to be the producer. A job that turns out to be perfect for him, though Ren, of course, takes things a bit too far. The intense little angry chihuahua that he is. Um, they also present the cartoon to their save animation savior, Wil or, uh, their sort of idol, Wilbur Cobb, who turns out to be completely deranged. So, this is a very strange episode, to say the least. Every Ren and Stimpy episode is, but this one especially so. Yeah, and, you know, I just think, I think uncomfortable is kind of a good word for this, this show in a lot of, in a lot of ways, right? It's not, I don't even know, you, you have to see it. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say, if you've never seen an episode of Ren and Stimpy, watch at least one. You, you don't necessarily need to love the show, but I feel like it's something that you, you have to experience at least once in your Nicktoon-loving life. But, God, it's weird. Uh, I mean, okay, so plot lies at first, when I was reading it, I was like, oh, this sounds kind of similar to Wacky Deli, right? We, we have people making a cartoon within a cartoon. It's probably going to, you know, play on some of the concepts that the real-life, you know, writers and animators went through. And, and that's that's true to an extent, right? I, I can tell some of this is pulling from real life, but it is the run and stimpy oh twist on God, that. Oh my God, it's just constant chaos. I will say my personal favorite thing about Ren and Stimpy is it, the music, not just because it's a style that I like with this sort of either classical or like 20th century sort of iconic classical pieces. Um, I, I, love the music itself but the way it's used is awesome because it gives you this like looney tunes feel it feels like an old school cartoon but it's in really messed up circumstances that never would have flown back then so it's kind of a cool mix of the contemporary and the like old school stuff yeah i'd say both music and just sound effects are just they're they're done really well and i think Honestly, I think the show is very successful in doing what it's trying to do. Whether or not that appeals to you is a different situation, but I, I do think it gets the emotions out of you that it's trying to, you know? Like, I don't think it's trying to just make you laugh like a lot of Nicktoons do, right? I think I think it's going for this weird, I don't really know how to feel about all of this. This is all kind of uh, unsettling and strange and... Right. I don't know, but I, I, I feel like the music plays into all of that really well. And, you know, let's let's get into the actual episode itself, yes, right? Yes. Specifically. Um, I think, first off, just the idea of them deciding to make Stimpy, or sorry, Ren, the producer, is yes. gold. He's, he's, they basically go through and they're like, oh, you know, you, um... You, what, you make all the changes at the end, and you yell at all the people, and you you make sure things get done, and then you take all the credit at the end, and it's, it's gold. We've got some nice Angry Beavers style kind of meta commentary in all of this. Uh, there's the whole bit about Ren yelling at Stimpy, saying, what did I tell you about cartoons? And Stimpy goes, they're not real. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh. Uh, and it's, you know... 
like I said, in, in that way, you kind of get similar feeling overall to Wacky Dally and just like, oh, it's kind of funny because they are cartoons and they're making one. Mm -hmm. But I'd say other than that, there's not a whole lot that is similar between the two episodes. <laughs> no, it really isn't. I mean, they're both kind of unsettling and Rocco's gives me the same sort of like, Rocco's gives me like a mild version of the heebie-jeebies that Ren and Stimpy does. <laughs> I don't know if it's it's a combination of, like, the sound quality and the animation and, like, the style of the voice acting that's just a little uncanny valley, you know? It almost feels like Aliens made a TV show, and I don't mean that as an insult. I think it makes the show interesting. And I don't feel that way about Rugrats and Doug, which is interesting no, as I... the other two of the original three. Just how different all of those three shows are. Yeah. To be fair, I think I think overall, Doug, I think it's just, it's fine, but it's pretty bland. And this one's pretty much opposite end of that spectrum, right? I think, I think Doug is just, it's okay. And it, it, it does what it's trying to do, but it's not a whole lot different than what you'd expect. It's nothing like life-changing to watch. Rugrats is somewhere in the middle of this all, and then at the other side of, like, the crazy spectrum is Ren and Stimpy, which is just push the boundaries on everything that was a cartoon, and just goes, just, there, there's just no limits, honestly. There's, I feel like, I don't know, I would have, I would have loved to see the writers' rooms when they're deciding all of what's going to go down, because, truthfully, th there's always an overarching plot, but you never really know exactly where things are going to go. But I, not in the same way as, like, I don't know, Angry Beavers or Fairly Odd Parents. how we've talked about how they kind of, you know, just go in this direction and they run with it. It's just, like, you don't know what emotional path you're going to be on, almost. That's true. Is that, that fair? That's very true. It's, uh, <laughs> I bring up Rick and Morty all the time, but I have a similar feeling with Ren and Stimpy as I do with Rick and Morty, that when the episode starts, you truly have no idea what's going to happen. The boundaries are limitless. Yeah, and it's... It's something. <laughs> I will say... Um, this episode made me realize I think we underappreciate animators on this show. Uh, it's not the purpose of the podcast, and there is, of course, a Nick animation podcast that's really awesome. Um, I would love to do something with them someday. I don't know how we make that happen, but that would be really cool. But the animators, like, the, this show being about animation really made me think about how many, like, of the original hand-drawn Nicktoons, how hard that is, and what an incredible art form it is. Oh, yeah, and again, I, I think this is pulling from their real experiences. We basically see uh, Stimpy is just literally working himself to death. He's spending hours and hours and hours just redrawing these things. And I think, um, and I read a little bit too, that apparently during the creation of Ren and Stimpy, that the, I would assume then the producer is who was pushing them this hard, but that they got pushed ridiculously hard hours to get all of their work done and sort of, you know, their supervisors were never satisfied with their work, and we we definitely see that here. And I think, I don't know, it's it's hard to watch sort of his deterioration over it, because he's just working and working and working, and we see him just, like, falling apart. And, yeah, I think, I, I think that's more real than we'd like to believe, and that these animators really do have to put 
so much of their time into drawing each of these frames right. just to just to make a nice fun show for and us Ren, to watch. And Ren, the producer, does not get it. Like, uh, Stimpy goes, hey, Ren, okay, it's finished. Want to take a look? And he flips through five of the frames and uh, he already, he just kind of dismisses it. It's like, that's not how it works at all. <laughs> I forget what he says, too. He says something about, like, they look all, they all look the same or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. He looks at, like, five frames. <laughs> Well, okay, and can we talk about the second yeah. half of the episode now with this Cobb guy, Wilbur Cobb? Oh my god. Okay, this is this is where things, you know, like, I've been talking about it and hyping it up, but probably what I'm explaining doesn't sound that crazy. This is when everything just unravels and this becomes just a pure, a pure mess. I don't even know, I don't even know what to call this, but it's just a chaotic bizarre thing i i didn't even know what i was watching honestly well, okay the okay there's he does a ton of weird stuff and apparently he's according to the red and stimpy wiki which could be more reliable is all i will say about that uh it says he's a parody of walter lance who is a uh, uh apparently a legendary animator i'd never heard of him but it, quickly is appears to be a very legit guy. He created like Woody the Woodpecker and a lot of classic cartoons. I hope he is nothing like Wilbur Cobb because Wilbur Cobb is very upsetting. And not to shame and not to not that I'm weird about it, but like he is wearing a thong and they don't address it. You just like see it cuz he's sagging a little bit and he's just wearing a thong. It's Okay, this is this is the moment. This is the moment in the show where I can't even talk about everything that happens here, both because I can't remember it all and just because it's you you can't take it all in. Right? Like, <laughs> That's so true. It's, it's just like back to back. I, I can't even tell it's it's weird, right? Because the, these are things that are happening that normally would feel like they're playing for laughs, but I can't even tell if they right. are. You know, and it's like, like you're you're always if... reeling from one bit for two. Like you're like, did that really just happen? That you missed the next one, <laughs> right? And you you can't catch up. I can't even. I can't even. Like I said, I don't. I don't even remember. There there was something with a crab crawling into his ear, for no reason, just kind of out of nowhere, and this is just things just go strange. Right. So I think we have three things to talk to cover. Before I feel we've sufficiently suffer, uh, discussed this episode, we got to talk poopy and explodey, of course, the, yes. the cartoon itself. We got to talk about the ending, and then we got to talk about the commercial. But maybe we can save the commercials for another one of these segments. Yeah, I I think the commercials honestly my my favorite part of the show. <laughs> they're <and> wonderful. <laughs> they're just we'll we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. Okay, but um, poopy and explodey. Right, so, you know, I feel like this is always the moment of excitement, right? Same thing in Wacky Jelly, where you're, like, so pumped to see their final product. You're like, oh my god, here it is. What is this gonna be? And somehow this manages to be less coherent than what we saw in Wacky Jelly. Like, significantly. There's no consistency in the animation. Like, at least Rocco grasped the basic idea. Stimpy has no clue. There's, like, an eel in the background that floats through his eye, like, because he has no sense of perspective. There's a... And I forget who who even is who, but there's a girl and a boy, and the girl just, like, keeps asking for a kiss. 
and that's just like a thing that's happening. That's that's probably the only semi-consistent thing in this plot, if you could even call it one. Right. Um, there's a character that shows up real quick called Peg Pelvis Pete, <laughs> which just got to me for no good <laughs> yeah. reason. It's they're they're going place to place with no rationale. No rationale. There's... Well, their only through line is that Explody wants a kiss from Poopy, right? Right. <laughs> That's what it is. I was gonna say I, I couldn't remember who's who, but they they want to kiss. That's it. That's how about that's... that kiss, Explody? Yeah, I think Poopy wants the kiss. That sounds right. That sounds right. And it's, it's what is the this? voice acting is what? crazy. I I genuinely and I think I think this is just a thing with Run and Stimpy. Like I started to doubt my own sanity. Yes, like, I did not, too. Like, like I was like I was like. I was like, am I supposed to know what's going on? Am I watching? Is this... Yeah. I was also kind of tired when I was Same. watching it, to and be it fair, which didn't help. Much. Yeah, too um, much. But oh. it was... And then Cobb, he had... Uh, there is a baseball player named Yogi Berra, and he was famous for his sort of, like, not double negative quotes, but quotes whose logic defeat themselves, you know? Kind of cancel each other out. And there's a quote like that from... Uh, Cobb, he says, men like you are of dispensable value to the future of filmmaking. Just like, similar to uh, the coach in Hey Arnold, too, right? Doesn't he do the same thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wish, I wish I had been able to write down more of his quotes because he goes on these rants. <laughs> he also just rampages about what he's doing and he's talking about his life as an animator or whatever and he's like, all you have to do is say that everything stinks. Then you're never wrong. <laughs> is that us awesome like, on this that's podcast? Me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but, yeah, just all over the place. Um, and, and, what, what even is the end of this? I'm, I'm struggling to remember. How does this episode even end? He gets into an electric chair and electrocutes himself as the final, like, coda of Beethoven's Ninth plays it out. That, uh, Ode to Joy, da 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 that, like, epic conclusion. And he electrocutes himself, and we realize he was in jail the entire time in some sort of asylum. And, oh, it just begs more questions than it answers, and I'm getting angry again just thinking about it. And I'm just gonna throw it out here. What Nicktoon, what cartoon, period, does that? Like, this is, I think, clearly less intended for kids. Or, or I think I think it's somehow okay for them to watch it, but it's not intended for them to understand what's going on. Right. And there's just a man electrocuting himself. That just happened. That just happened in a Nicktoon. And that's the end. That's that's it. That's everything that happens. What? Yep, and that, that's how what it ends. We get nothing else. And on the wiki, it says that it presumes that he was in jail and that he is now dead. <laughs> yeah, like and, we pretty much just see a man. Yeah. Kill himself. Jeez. Is that is and that he's okay? He's like laughing maniacally too. Oh, it's messed up. It is, and it is something that I think only Run and Stimpy would or could do and again for for better or for worse i'm gonna just be honest here say i'm not the number one fan of this show <laughs> but i do see why it's so 
crazily influential and all of the crazy risks that it took to do things that were just completely out of line and honestly I think would still be out of line oh, in a yeah. lot of cases for cartoons today. And it is, for cartoons I think, today. inarguably one of the most unique Nicktoons. We can draw parallels, but there's truly nothing like it. Angry Beavers is probably the closest, but that more relies on cleverness than chaos. Yeah, and this it's a chaos, but it doesn't it doesn't quite hit that like, oh, it's so random. Right. It's it's a weird flavor of yes. chaos that I can't quite put my finger yes. on. But it, it doesn't feel like they're doing it like, oh, there's a crab crawling into his ear. How random. It, it just yep. is happening. Like, they're not focusing on that's, it. That's just a part of the right. show. I've been, that's just I've a been thing. trying to figure out how to word that. And I think you just hit the nail on the head. Yeah, it's not Invader Zim, LOL, so random. It's, yeah, it just is chaotic. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's going to be my thoughts more or less on the episode itself. Do we want to briefly get into this commercial? Uh, yeah, this one's about a, the most perfect cube of fat. And it's just this cube of fat you can buy and all these kinds of like accessories and variations on it. Uh, what, it's, yes. what purpose it serves, it's pretty unclear. It kind of reminds me, again, the Rick and Morty comparison, but of the Rick Steam Minutes commercials. I mean, it is a perfect cube of fat, Casey. Can you not see the implications of why that would be the most important thing in your life I mean, to own? I want one. I, I, I forgot what it, it has a name. Oh, yeah. It's Flawed. Uh, That's flaw. what it is. <laughs> F-L-O-D. And there's like, there's a jingle going on with it. And they start talking about how there's, I don't know, there's like other... Things will try to replicate it, but only flawed is truly flawed. And, and they're very, like, I don't 1950s know. style commercials. Very. Like, Mad Men sort of, like, you know, cheesy narrator with a little kid, you know? Yes. And it's, again, I, it's it's not that it's not trying to be funny, but it's it's not. It's just a weird flavor of humor. I, I don't know. Like, it's just, like... You know what we're gonna do? We're going to make an episode about a perfect cube of fat and just keep talking about this as though it's a normal product, kind of. I don't know. It's this this whole everything about it is just so out there. It's wild. Um, okay, well, I think that sums up everything I've got on this. How about you? Oh yeah. I just realized how long this episode's gonna be because we have so many thoughts on this it's show. It's hard not to, especially because we haven't talked about it in depth. I think I think it right. warrants it. It's worth it. It's worth but, it. But shall we move on to the kilted yaksman? Of course we shall. second episode is predictably of course called the royal canadian kilted yaksman it's season two episode 11 and it aired on may 23rd 1993 yes i mean what else did we title such a beautiful episode and it's hard to it's hard to plot summarize these but basically <laughs> basically somehow ren and stimpy are within a group of the canadian kilted yaksman our motto of men, or a men whose motto, a group of men whose motto, goodness, is we always get our butts kicked. And <laughs> they... It's so dumb. They are chosen to go on the exciting, important task of looking for the great barren wasteland. And that is 
pretty much that's that's what this is. They're looking for it. Whatever. You know what I? F- why ever? Who w- knows? <laughs> when we have to summarize these episodes for Ren and Stimpy, I feel like the narrator in the day the world <laughs> got really screwed up at the end when he's just like a plot so inane that even I, the narrator, can't make sense of it. Hey Casey, can we agree that? Sometime near Halloween, you and me watch that together again. Not for oh, the for show, sure, but just because sure. it needs to you be gotta, done. You gotta come to New York and we'll uh, we'll just watch it and because record or it's something. beautiful. Okay, we're not gonna get hung up on that, though. Um, yeah, so here's the deal with this one. I think we should skip right to the song and then talk about the rest. The song is... Without a doubt, the best part of any of these episodes, I think. It's just, oh, it's so funny. Let me look up the text. Uh, so do you remember what it was called? Oh, the, the Royal Anthem of the Kilted Yaxman. I've got a censored version. <laughs> okay, let's just, can, can, can we just sing it? I, I don't know how to sing it. I don't remember the tune of this. I- it's just my country tis of oh, thee, right. but awkwardly okay. forced. So it's our country, country reeks of trees. Of trees. Our yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we should just read it. It's not gonna happen. I was gonna say. I think. I think. Also, I sound like I'm hearing it at the same time, but it's it's probably a couple seconds off, right, and it's gonna right. be terrible. Okay. So we. Or you can you can just <laughs> sing it if you want, Casey. I'll just sing it. Here's a here's a sped up version of it. It goes. Our country reeks of trees. Our yaks are really large, and they smell like rotting beef carcasses. And we have to clean up after them. And our saddle sores are the best. We proudly wear women's clothing, and searing sand blows up our skirts. And then verse two. Uh, oh no, I think it's sort of like a, the second, the B part yeah. comes again. Uh, I don't, I don't even remember what the lyrics are. And the buzzards, they soar overhead and poisonous snakes will devour us whole. Our bones will bleach in the sun and we will probably go to hell. And that is our great reward for being the Royal Canadian Kilted Yaxman. It's just... Yeah, and hell is like censored out in the the episodes yeah. and like why is hell their reward are they jihadists it's like <laughs> bizarre i are like, they are they international terrorists is that what the royal canadian kilted yaksmen are and i think beyond just the lyrics of this we get just like everyone singing this right like it's <laughs> It's a karaoke, too. They have words. Yes. Like, there's, like, a yak bouncing across the there's words. There's a whale singing along. There's an everything. Just all the animals <laughs> And they all this. know it. They all know it, and they commit to it perfectly. It's, honestly, just without a doubt, I think, just one of the best moments in Nicktoons, but definitely within Run and Stimpy. Yes. It's... Oh, my God. It's, it's so, so funny. It's like, go watch it. I can't quite do it justice. It's The animation is great. And it comes out of nowhere. Like, the context of the episode is part of what makes it great. And at first, I think, like, this is just going to go on for a hot second, right? Like, like okay, Stimpy's going to sing a song to Ren, and we're going to move on. And it just it yeah. gets deeper and deeper into commitment. Yeah. 
and it is... They sing it through at least twice, maybe three times. Yes, and the second time, or third, the last time is when they bring out the the lyrics, and it, it's... <laughs> you know, uh... and it's just bizarre. Like, what, what are any of these lyrics getting at? I don't know. I don't know. I, right. What is what is any of this episode accomplishing? Right. Are they Canadian or are they just in the Royal Canadian Kilted Yaksmen? Why are they in this group? Where did they come <laughs> from? It's something I've realized too is that this show kind of just like you're you just start somewhere and you just deal with it. Ren and Stimpy are, from what I can tell, they they don't really have a consistent starting place, right? Like they're in a, um, a pet store. At the beginning of the George liquor episode, they're... <laughs> the pet store. That's right. And that's not explained no. either. It's like the anti as told by Ginger. There is zero continuity. And it's like this one, they're just in the the, the Canadian Kilted Yaksman because. And you just, mm-hmm. you just deal. Which I think is... There's no immediate threat. There's nothing they're fighting. They like eat bees for no reason. And the bees just like punch their mouths they also this is later we're, we're gonna jump around a lot but i think it's okay because but most of this episode is basically just them like being stuck in this terrible miserable place trying to find i guess i don't even know exactly why they're looking for it it's an- it's not well defined at all. They end up digging for dirt, say, the like dirt it's is oil. What, is what... They have they have all this food, and Ren decides that they have to eat dirt. Well, they use and... he like uses the food and like puts it into this dirt detector. It makes <laughs> negative sense because they talk about how they're starving. This is my favorite episode by they far. They talk about how they're, the how they're starving, and then they just he just pulls out a bunch of food to throw into the sensor to search for dirt. <laughs> well, that's what's great about Ren, though, is that he has great leader leadership skills, but no other skills to back it up. So he just confidently leads people into the abyss. And we do get that. Uh, what is it? It's the yaks, right? That are in for the. For the ride. Yeah, the two yaks. Who they're are kind with of them, they're yeah. kind of calling them out. They're like, this is this is uh this searching for dirt is a bunch of bull is actually what one of the yaks <laughs> Yeah, that says. was a great line. And I was like, Indeed. And then Ren just like decides that some of the dirt is poison. Yeah, he's like, We can't eat that, that's poison dirt. <laughs> okay. Just all over the place. And then what do they pray to? They pray to oh. they go, We forgot to say grace. To and then something out of nowhere that's not referenced until until it is right yeah exactly oh my god and so yeah they they die right yes yeah ren and stimpy literally die and they go down as heroes and they die for the royal kilted royal canadian kilted yaksmen they nobly give up their lives and then there's a road over their death site in this sort of flash forward that kind of made me feel a little existential and weird. Didn't love that. Yeah, it's... This this episode is... Again, it's it's weird because I, I never really know what I'm expecting. Like, I'm not really looking for an end to an episode that's satisfying because it's clearly not going in a direction where that's possible. But I'm always expecting right. it to make more sense i don't know 
Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think th we pretty much covered the episode at Wait. this point. There's really not more to it than I that. I do want to like, mention... That was an in-depth discussion. I do want to <laughs> mention really quick that there's a there's a hot moment where a rooster howls like a coyote, just because. And I just, just... Why not? Just, just again, it's one of those things, it's not emphasized, it just happens, it's there for half a second, and we keep moving forward. And things like that are happening in every second of the show. There's this quick moment of gross-out humor where there's a literal spider crawling out of a toilet, and it's horrifying. And I I forgot about it until I'm looking back at my notes oh, right now. Oh, that was awful. And yeah, that's right. And, like, the next time I went to the bathroom, I was like, not a spider. Not a spider. There can't be a spider. <laughs> <laughs> but closing this, oh closing this out. Um, what is it? What is this? It's, it's sugar sod pops, right? That's... It's like, it's a cereal. Yeah, and it's Powdered Toast Man is the guy who's a, like, mainstay of the show. He's in a lot of these commercials. And we've got, you know, Wagner's Flight of the Valkyries, that da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And he goes, are we all clinging tenaciously to my buttocks? Oh, it's, <laughs> like, that's his superhero line. It's gold. <laughs> Everything about this one's gold. They just... Tenaciously? Like, what? And... And I don't really remember exactly what's going on other than they, these kids eat something so they should, they like think that they're able to fly and then he's like, don't you know, children can't fly. And then they just start falling out of the sky and it's all over the place. Yep. And then there's like a second commercial or is it the same one where it's just grass? Yeah, I think, I think it is a separate one. I think Sugar, Sugar Sod Pops is a second one. I, yes. The, the first one is, I don't remember, it's that they're eating powdered toast i think right that's just it yeah yeah must which be. powdered toast is also just a gross concept as is but yes, eating it God. makes it's powdered toast really man everything awful. he is and yeah then it's just grass in a box right. and that's that's pretty much it beautiful well yeah we'll have another commercial to talk about with uh the, our third episode i think we're good here sounds good Our third and final episode is entitled Space Madness from Season 1, Episode 3A, originally aired September 8th, 1991. And in this one, Ren and Stimpy take on the uh, the roles of Commander Hoek, a space captain, and uh, Cadet Stimpy, which just is his name. Very confusing <laughs> in terms of continuity. It doesn't make sense, the framing of it. Uh, nothing really happens, and that's really about it. They're in space, they bicker, there's a giant button at the end, and they press it and they die. That, do we even end the segment? Is this it? Are we done? <laughs> We're pretty close. Uh, yeah, so again, when we've talked about it with the last two and, you know, other episodes as well, but in this show, Ren and Stimpy have no, no continuous plot points whatsoever right they, they aren't a specific other than personality right but they they aren't animals that live together they are just wherever they are sometimes they're canadian yeah. sometimes they're in a pet store sometimes they're in space we just kind of pick it up and deal with it and we're like sure they're they're in space this time i why not um right 
And kind of what I was thinking, why we haven't covered this show very much, is because the episodes don't fit in with others. <laughs> you know, they're just so weird and out there that they rarely fit in a theme. Right. I mean, I guess if we did, like, space episodes, which... I, I don't right. know why that would be a thing. But yeah, yeah and a lot of them do. I think we sort of focus on things that... Because a lot of the shows take place in, like, schools or have to do with, you know, human events that happen in people's lives. Like, holiday episodes and things like that that we're not really going to get from Ren and Snippy. Actually, you know, I, I don't know if there are any holiday specials, but I would be interested to see what a Ren and Stimpy holiday special does, if one exists. Can you imagine? Yeah, jeez. Um... But focusing back on this one, really, it's just basically that they're both stuck in the spaceship and slowly go insane. And, like, more so than usual. Which is, I guess, saying something. But, yeah. They, they're they on some long trip to somewhere. And, um, yeah, I, I don't even remember anything specific. It's just, like, a bunch of weird things. Yeah, Ren eats soap that I remember. It's pretty uh, shocking. And he like he calls um, it something else though. He like thinks it's something well, yeah, else, he's right? Deranged. Yeah. Stimpy turns off the gravity and he loses his mind. And he just he just starts. I can't remember what he calls the soap, but he calls it something else. He calls it like some kind of candy or something. I don't even know. Just eats it. Mm-hmm. Um, he also, they're, they're, like, getting in a fight, and he, like, is holding on to a toothbrush, and he's like, don't make me use this. And then he's like, you're, you forced me to use it. And he just, like, starts brushing Snippy's teeth. It's just, (laughs) like, you just don't know. You just don't know at any given point what's going on. Um, at some point in here, the narrator shows up as, like, an actual person, and it- Yeah! Oh, that was nuts. Oh, I guess this is also the very end, which was yeah. pretty much, to me, the highlight of the episode overall. I I don't know. that the, There were some antics. They were crazy, and crazy things happened. But I feel like we sort of talked to death, sort of the, them being crazy. But then the, right. the ending, I think, is just great. There's this button that oh, shows up. So and the narrator just, like, keeps going on. It's like, will he hold out? Will he really not push this button? And he's, like, just getting <laughs> in his face about it. Like... How could he starts like smacking his butt on Stimpy's yes. head? He's like, how could he possibly not push such a pushable button? And it's, it's honestly that that clip alone made this episode for me. Um, and uh, yeah, he pushes it and they die. But I think just that setup and just watching yeah. Stimpy sort of try for the life of him to not push the button and have this narrator, you know, and I I think also sort of you know. Just the idea of that happening in a cartoon is is pretty foreign to the time. The idea of a narrator being an actual character actually messing with the cartoons, mm-hmm. I think, is cool. Yeah, they took a page out of Into the Woods there, and I'm sure it's been done elsewhere. It's, uh, it's pretty messed up. One thing I thought was interesting is, so now we've done this show five times, five ep- unique episodes, and... Uh, it's now past Wild Thornberry's Doug, Rocco's Modern Life, and Teenage Robot on shows we've done the most of our, like, main Nicktoons. So I thought that was interesting, that it just leapfrogged four shows and what that says about kind of what we prioritize as a podcast. Which, you know, I think I think there's a couple of those that I really want to visit more. Thornberry specifically, I feel like we, we don't get it in it often enough and I think part of that is also because you know it doesn't quite have those typical 
sorts of things happening. Have we done a Thornberry special straight up? I don't think we have, have we? We did. We, did we? Well, I counted Donnie and Darwin. Oh, as right. A okay, that's special, what it is. That's what it is. I was wondering might... why it would have ended up as. Right. As less than this, but that, that makes sense then. Because it was only two. We should give it a proper three episode, but then it was Girl Power, and then there was another one as well. Uh, Valentine's Day, right? Did we do a Valentine's yes, Day episode? I, I know was. it was. It was really, it was really cute. And that episode was well worth our time. Okay, we're, we're getting off track here. Yeah. Thornberries needs to be we're revisited. Um, yeah. But. Rocco's too. You know, and I think, and I think you'll probably hear it in a lot of our discussion. It's hard to stay on focus with this show because there's, there's no focus in it. It, you know, with... To be fair, it did give us a lot to talk oh, about. Oh, like absolutely. Two, this episode, we're kind of out of stuff to say, but, like, the first two, we just Yeah, I just mean it's, it's hard to stay on, like, any given topic. Like, it's it's hard to be like, okay, well, let's get back to what was happening then. Like, let's, let's yeah. backtrack here. It's like, well, at some point in the episode, this happened. At another point, this other thing happened. And we there's don't... not much to say other than it happened. Yeah, <laughs> it happened, and... Run and Stimpy is the only show that could do it pretty much for anything that happened, but you know, mm-hmm. it was a it was a ride. I'm glad I'm glad we gave this a special. I think this specific episode, like I said, doesn't have a whole lot to talk about other than that ending scene that I think is brilliant. Um, well, and the commercial. I we we always got to talk about those, right? Are we ready to move on to the oh, commercial? Yeah, let's do it. Let's move on to the commercial. It's another gross out. It's one. another cereal one too, right? Yep. Sugar frosted milk, which is like almost a commentary on the gross sugary cereals that exist, I suppose. Yeah, but not quite. Yeah, Ren and Stimpy is rarely direct satire. Yeah. It's just weird. But it's just gross and they're just eating, they're just eating sugar frosted milk. That's pretty much it. That's. It And it looks so nasty too, like the texture of it. Yeah, it's... I would not personally eat it, but, I mean, I would eat it before I would eat that grass one. So, the, uh, what was it? Sugar sod pops. I would definitely take, I would definitely take sugar frosted milk over the sugar sod pops, personally. Oh, same. <laughs> yep, every time. Trivia, uh, not trivia, Twitter poll. Which cereal would you rather eat? <laughs> grass, or would you rather sugar. grab tenaciously onto <laughs> uh, the powdered toast man's buttocks? Oh, I would. I would eat all the powdered toast in the world if it meant that I could grab. Um, no, I'm not even gonna go on. <laughs> this is going terrible. <laughs> Why tenaciously? <laughs> I just. I have not recovered. From I will that, never. Man. I will never recover that from is... anything that's happened in this show. But that. Good that might be the stuff. least. Okay, I think oh. I think that's everything I wanted to say. How about you? Oh yeah, me too. Me too. Let's uh, let's move on to trivia. Sounds good. All right, it's time for another segment of Nick Trivia. This week we have Casey at four points, me at three. It's been a pretty good season so far. We have been getting most of our questions right. Still a tight race. Let's uh, let's see if we can switch things up here. Yeah, it's slowed down a hair, but uh, let's hope we can pick it back up. All right, Ashley. In what year did Ren and Stimpy release its final episode, not including the Adult Swim revival in 2003? Was it 1993, 1994, 1995, or 1996? 
I'm gonna go with 1990. Starting out strong. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. You know, I was just I was just looking at the Wikipedia page too, so you'd hope that I would know it, but I don't. I'm gonna go with 95. Final answer. All right, and that is... Correct! Correct. Well nice. done. <laughs> Moving on up in the world. Yep, you nailed it. That's kind of all. There's not much to discuss. <laughs> that was it the was year... indeed. That was the year in which it happened. No quirky <laughs> anecdotes, nothing. But we are tied now, so that is interesting. All right, let's see, let's see if we can keep the tie. Let's see if Ashley's comeback mm-hmm. can come around. Um, my question for you is there were various Ren and Stimpy video games made throughout the years. Um, which of these Nintendo systems did not have a Ren and Stimpy specific game for it? I do want to clarify, there were a few games that right. um, like the existed for one. systems. Right, where like they show up, but right. They're all not, a, okay. not a Ren and Stimpy game. Yeah. So Game Boy is out. All right, go okay. ahead and give me the options. The options, so this is which one's did not have it, right? right? All of them but this one. Oh, was it? okay. So these all had games yep, minus got it. one. Got it. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, a, Game Boy. Yep, B, Game Boy Color. C, NES. Or D, Super NES. C, NES, final answer. That is... Wrong! 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 Incorrect. The Game Boy Color oh, did not have a game choice. made for it. All right, um, well, you guys will get to hear the new... My friend Jay recommended this. Got to give credit where credit is due. The new wrong buzzer. We, of course, realized <laughs> that there is a SpongeBob uh, moment for wrong. So uh, you just heard it, I hope. Hopefully I edited it in. <laughs> <laughs> I do just want to throw out these these names real quick. So so for Game Boy, it was Ren and Stimpy Space Cadet Adventures. Yep, knew that one. Um, NES and Super NES both got the Ren and Stimpy show Buckaroos, but the S is a dollar sign. Um, the Super NES also then got Ren and Stimpy show Part 2, Fire Dogs, and Ren and Stimpy show Part 3, Time Warp. I cannot imagine the kinds of plots that are going on in these games, but I'm mildly interested to see what they even entailed. I hope when they get all the virtual console for Switch that I can buy one of those, because we have to play it. (laughs) We just have to. We have to play all three, I think, actually. Yeah, of course. All the way through. (laughs) Kill me right now. On NES before there were save files, too. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. All, All right, right. Well, we are tied up, man. My yeah, things are getting interested, but we we've still been overall. I think each of us have gotten two wrong now. That's not bad. That's true. Yeah, because this is round six. All right, we're yeah. four for six, two for three. I can still reduce fractions even though I don't do math. I don't do math either, and Ooh. I can still confirm that you're right. All right. <laughs> up next, we'll have our conclusion with our Twitter poll, fun fact, and preview for next week. All right, guys, our fun fact for this week is that uh, last week, just about a week ago, the original three Nicktoons, 
which is this show, Ron and Stimpy, Rugrats, and Doug, all turned 26, which is crazy, yep. but pretty exciting. August 11th, 1991, so uh, happy birthday. And, you know, we did our episode on the original three, pretty close to their 25th anniversary. And You know, also, we, uh, we didn't mention it, but these episodes, are all of them older than us? They are, yeah. Yeah, that's just, you know... Little crazy. Yeah, that very much is. Yeah, especially when you said the NES. That's why I picked that as my option. I was like, there's no <laughs> yeah. way it's that old. Oh man. And there you go. Just barely. Made it onto it was one of those double platformers. That'll that'll be what gets you, you know. Alright, well our Twitter poll for this week is a very important one. The Royal Canadian Kilted Yaxmen need you specifically. You have been summoned. Do you join? Your answers are yes and probably go to hell, as the song says, or no. I leave it up yep, to that's, you. That's it. I think that's a tough choice to make. I mean, when the Royal Canadian Kilted Yaxman come, there's there's a lot of thoughts that you got to go through, but I I hope you guys all really process your choices and and let us know. And we all want that great reward of probably going, going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alrighty. <laughs> So our preview for next week is uh, we'll be discussing the Spongebob movie, the original one, the first one. Um, I forgot oh five. what year that came out. Oh five, yeah, which was huge when it came out. Super exciting time. I'm excited. I haven't rewatched it in years, and I hope it lives up. Yeah, I am uh, excited to watch it. Kind of like the Fairly Odd Parents movies, especially Schools Out. It's like, I loved it. I hope it holds up. Schools Out mostly held up, though, of course, we, we talked about our differences on that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need to rehash them here. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.